0: Hey everybody, my name is Dwayne Burkhart and you are either watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast service of your choice to Season 2, Episode 4 of The Rugby Report. And as I frequently note, there is rugby to report. So let's go! We'll start our trip around the rugby world as we always do, down under with the Super Rugby Pacific League. And we will begin there with a battle between my two favorite teams as the unbeaten Chiefs hosted my winless Highlanders. It was a game that was frankly a lot closer than the final score implies. The Highlanders, who basically hadn't shown any defensive prowess in the first two games, held the explosive Chiefs to just eight points in the first half. But in the second half, as the rain poured down, the Highlanders slowly but surely fell back. Yes, there was a yellow card against Shannon Frizzell that I think a number of people would have expected to be just a warning, and the ref might have had second thoughts about that too because minutes later... He sent Chiefs legend Sam Kane to the bin on a similarly questionable call. And for the record, folks, that's what we here in America call a makeup call by the official. But the fact is that the Chiefs were able to pull away, largely on the strength of two tries by Sean Stevenson, and in the end, they won the game fairly comfortably. Full time score, Chiefs twenty-eight, Highlanders seven. Next up The Melbourne Rebels hosted the Sydney Waratahs in a game that was every bit as competitive and back and forth as I thought it would be. The Rebels, who were looking for their first win, fell behind early. But then, as they have in every game so far, came storming back into the game with a gutsy try by Richard Hardwick, the same player who nearly single-handedly engineered the Rebels' comeback against the Hurricanes last week. Hardwick was also directly responsible for preventing a try right before the half and, in this rugby reporter's opinion, is now clearly making his case to be in a Wallabies uni later this year. The Rebels led at the break, but the Waratahs have been to this dance before too, and in the second half, they came pounding back into the game and retook the lead. But back came the Rebels again, with two quick tries and a penalty kick, and with just minutes left, They led by 14. The Waratahs would score once more at the buzzer to close the game to 7 and secure a bonus point, which might end up being very important. But it was the Rebels who walked away with their first victory of the season, the full-time score, Rebels 34, Waratahs 27. We fly to Fiji next, which is always fun, to catch the Drua hosting the Christchurch Crusaders. It was a gorgeous day on Fiji, But there was a lot more than just fun in the sun in store, there was a great game of rugby being played. As expected, the Crusaders jumped out to an early lead, but the Drua responded with some aggressive and opportunistic play of their own, and ended up with a 10 point lead late in the game. But these are the Crusaders we're talking about, literally the most dominant team in league history. In the 26-year history of Super Rugby, they've won the title a staggering 13 times. There's no way they're done yet, right? Right. The Crusaders cruised down the field twice in the closing minutes and retook the lead with just 90 seconds to play. But they left 90 seconds to play. And you can't give an opportunistic and aggressive opponent 90 seconds to play. The Drua marched down the field and then, in extra time, kicked their way to a shocking one-point victory. Full-time score, Drua 25, Crusaders 24. Let's head back to the Kiwi Capital now for the game that I picked as Game of the Week. The Wellington Hurricanes were hosting the Auckland Blues, and well, I was right. It was. What a game. I was also right that this game would tell us a lot about these two teams. The Hurricanes again fell behind in the first half, and again came roaring back in the second. The Blues conversely came up big in the first half, but for the second week in a row, couldn't score to save their lives in the second. But the big story in this game was defense. Both teams played absolutely ferociously on defense, but in the second half, The Canes seemed to have the momentum, and in the game's waning minutes and extra time, they were deep in Blues territory and driving for what looked to be the winning score. But this time, it was the Blues defense that stood up, forced the turnover, and won the game. It was an epic battle, but the full-time score was Hurricanes 19, Blues 25. Next up, We switched from the Kiwi Capital to the Aussie one, where the Canberra Brumbies hosted the Queensland Reds. The Reds are coming off of a blowout victory over the force, while the Brumbies were still basking in the glow of their payback win against the Blues. But as this game began, it was the Brumbies who came to play, while the Reds seemed to have forgotten what the start time was. The Brumbies shut out the Reds in the first half and took a 13-0 lead into the Sheds. But Reds coach Brad Thorne apparently used the break to wake and motivate his team because the second half was a far more exciting back and forth battle. The Reds actually outscored and frankly outplayed the Brumbies in the second half. But the hole they dug themselves in the first half was just too deep. And the full time score is Brumbies 23, Reds 17. Finally, The Western Force returned home to Perth to face Moana Pasifika in a game that I thought might be a close and hard-fought battle. And it was. Moana started the game with one of the better tries that I have seen in years. But after that, it was pretty much a back-and-forth battle, and Moana went into halftime clinging to just a two-point lead, 15-13. But in the second half, the Force was indeed with the boys from Perth, they tied the game late, and then in extra time got the penalty when they needed it, and escaped with a narrow victory. The full-time score: Force 21, Pacifica 18. Checking in now on how I am doing this season. I came into round three at seven and five, and this week I was four and two. Not bad. Brings my season total to eleven and seven. Now, let's have a look at Round 4 coming up. Round 4 is going to begin this Friday night in Wellington as the Hurricanes host the Waratahs. The Canes looked good in their gut-wrenching and narrow loss to the Blues last week, where the Waratahs stumbled and lost to the Rebels. The Waratahs remain big, tough, and improved. But the Hurricanes are home and simply a much, much better team right now. Canes win. Saturday's action will start in Hamilton, where the undefeated Chiefs will host the Melbourne Rebels. The Rebels are frankly better than their 1-2 record, but on the road, against a Chiefs team that is firing on all cylinders right now, I don't see it. Chiefs win. We'll scoot up the highway a bit for the next game, which might very well be the game of the season so far. It's a rematch of last year's championship game as the Auckland Blues host the Crusaders. The 2-1 Blues are coming off their heart-stopping, razor-thin win against the Canes, a game that very easily could have gone either way, while the shockingly 1-2 Crusaders come in having dropped two of their first three games since... You know, I don't know if that's ever happened to them. I honestly have no idea how to call this game. The Blues have showed moments of greatness this season, but they've also had trouble in the second half, scoring a combined total of all of three points in the back half of their last two games. On the other side of the field, the Crusaders are, on paper, still the best team in the league, but they are not playing the kind of rugby that they will need to in order to win an unprecedented 14th championship. Still, as much as the Blues will want to win this game, And they're at home. I think the Crusaders are going to see this as a statement game. And they will find a way to win this. Crusaders win. We'll close Saturday's action back in the Aussie capital again, where the Brumbies will host Moana Pacifica. Moana is winless, but two of their three losses were close games, and they continue to play very well. But the Brumbies are undefeated, and they're at home. Brumby's win. Sunday's action will begin in beautiful Forsyth Bar Stadium in Dunedin where my Highlanders take on the Western Force. Now first up, I want to address the boo birds out there who are wondering if the Highlanders, now 0-3, are a complete write-off for the season. And my answer, keeping in mind that I'm a fan, is still no. The Landers have begun 0-3 and that's not good. But again, they've lost those three games against arguably the three best teams in the entire league. That said, if they lose this game, a game they can and should win, well, then yes, the Highlanders have a problem. But right now, I'm going to say Highlanders win. We'll switch leagues and check in on the URC now, and when we do, we see that the URC is on spring break both this week and next, so there's no changes to the table and nothing new to report. So we'll finish as we always do by dropping in on the USA and having a look at the MLR. This weekend, the Seattle Seawolves comfortably downed the Houston Sabercats 24-12 to remain unbeaten and atop the table in the West, but right behind them, as someone predicted a few weeks ago, me, the San Diego Legion. The Legion crushed the now last place Dallas Jackals, 22-0 yesterday. Utah has a bye this week, and my Chicago Hounds came oh so close and lost a cross-conference nail-biter to the Toronto Arrows, 26-27. The victory gave the Arrows their first win of the season and left my Hound Dogs still crying all the time. Looking over at the East, the New York Ironworkers are currently in first place but they are also playing as we record this broadcast, so that position is subject to change. That said, they're playing the shockingly winless and so far hapless NOLA Gold, so I expect they will remain where I expected them to be at the top of the Eastern Conference. Working our way down the table, Atlanta is next, although they were the other team with a bye this week. New England narrowly beat D.C. 34-31 as the two of them remain neck and neck. The Arrows, as I said, beat the hounds to climb out of the basement. And Nola is playing, but is, and I sadly expect will remain, at the bottom of the pile in the east. Now, before we go, for the final time, I'm going to encourage all of our viewers and listeners to consider donating to the New Zealand Disaster Relief Fund. Please visit www.redcross.org.nz today to help those in need. Donations to date have helped provide portable generators and needed supplies to those who are still without power and other necessities. And details regarding how your dollars are helping those in need are on the website. Thank you. And that, folks, is all there is for Season 2, Episode 4 of The Rugby Report. Until next time, just remember what happened to that guy who stole Wikipedia. When he was finally arrested by authorities, he said, Wait! I can explain everything. See you next time. Bloopers. You know, be excited, but not too excited. Fly casual. (laughs) It's a Star Wars reference. I think, (laughs) and that proves we're ready to go, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Next up, the Melbourne Revel- Revels. The Re- Is it Revels or Rebels? I'm pretty sure it's Rebels. We're going to check and get back to you. <sighs> <laughs> I thought I was ready and I wasn't. Right. The Crusaders cruised down the field twice in the closing minutes, and I'm going to have to do that whole thing again because I whacked my keyboard. Oh. Finally, the Western Force returned home to Firth. To Firth? <laughs> to, 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 to Colin Firth. No, 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 ladies, I'm sorry. That's not where they played. Finally, the Western Force. Re- <laughs> I did <it> again! <laughs> the Force returned home to Perth. And I don't know why my lips are having trouble with this. Maybe some tea. T will help. T always helps. But they are not playing the kind of rugby they need to in order to win an unprecedented fourteenth. Fourteenth? It's Sylvester. Phil Sylvester Phil doing the game. God. God. We're gonna get it right today. I swear.